the fuck do you do? <laughs> I don't know if you do. I think it's your choice. It's your choice. <laughs> bro, if I were to present myself on camera, bro, it wouldn't be enough. Oh, yeah, baby. What's up, everybody? <laughs> it's another episode of 2023. We're joking about some headphones. I'm by myself again. Welcome you into the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. Another fun show planned. We're glad to have you with us once again in 2023. Or if you want to speak it like Aiden Ross, 2020, 2023. I don't know if you've seen that, but that's Kids the craziest thing. Idiot. That was the Good craziest thing. Good for that thing. kid, though. He's, running, he's making money for being an idiot, bro. I love that. <laughs> If you are watching on YouTube, drop a like and a comment down below, and do not hit, do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Also, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do us a huge favor and give us those ratings. They do help a long, long way. As we want to grow YouTube, we want to grow the audio platforms as well. Huge show today. Zach Wilson making some crazy comments. We will get into that a little bit later. I don't know how this man, whatever he says or does, he just like makes them makes himself not want to be likable. I think that's just what it is. Uh, we also have some MVP races in the NFL. Big wildcard weekend coming up. And obviously, yes, we will get into it. Not too long, though, because what, what else is there to say? 65-7, to 7, Georgia, Natty Chip, Natty Champs again. So that's where we will begin. Um, I don't know, dude. All I will say, uh, obviously to kick this off, is, and I already did tell you, tell you this, uh, minus 12.5 was free money. And I did contemplate this all day. All day I contemplated, am I going to go with TCU? Because you said last week, yeah, that's disrespectful. And we did have a whole conversation on this. Well, hey, I mean, are these guys going to be in the locker room saying, yo, we're 12 and a half point underdogs? We're covering that. Clearly, that was not the case. Turnover after turnover, poor decision after poor decision. Got to give some credit to Georgia for just saying, you know what? <laughs> we should have been. We should have played somebody else that's not in the Big Twelve. We should have played Michigan or Ohio State. And I wish Ohio State would have been in this position uh, to play TCU or Michigan. Um, you know, I don't know. But everyone that that didn't really bet on that game is going to sit here and say, "Yeah, this that was a terrible game. I hated that game. I only enjoyed it because I was able to get some free money on." On Georgia minus 12 and a half. That's the only reason I like this game. But if you're that casual viewer and you just want to see a good championship game, I'm sorry you didn't see it. I did. The only thing I was, another thing I was able to take away from this though is for the majority of that game, I watched the Pat McAfee broadcast and I actually enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I can't fuck with that. Even though I love Pat more than like the average person too. I watch I, more Pat McAfee than the average person. I don't fuck with it. I actually loved it and I saw so many comments like just hating on it. Well, the people, the people that hate, like, see, like the reason. Because when I be like, I don't watch the Pat McAfee John, I'm not hating on Pat. I watch Pat more than you. I guarantee I watch Pat more than you. I watch Pat every day. But like, <laughs> when I watch like a Monday night football game, when I watch like a Sunday night football game, a Natty Chip college football playoff, like I want to hear the announcers. I want to hear like the cinema. I want to hear like the in the voice, like Stenson Bennett going on the sideline. Like I want to hear that. I want to hear the hot mic on the crowd. Like as much as I love Pat and them, bro, like I'm going to listen to y'all bullshit tomorrow at 12, 12 new anyway, bro. Like it's cool. Like I'm going to see the clips on Twitter. But I think it's dope as fuck that they're doing that. And I think it's really good for the game because there's not. Not everybody played football for a long time. Not everybody wants to fucking listen to the dumbass announcers all the time because most of the time they are dumbasses. I'm not gonna lie, but I just like the fucking sound of the announcers on the low. Um, so like that you. shit's great for the game, like growing it and getting people to watch more and like understand more. I think that's huge for it. Um, but like my thoughts on the Natty, shit game. That being said, I mean TCU didn't need to be there from the fucking start. Um, I don't know if you heard Kirby Smart's pregame speech, but they leaked it on Twitter, and it was fucking immaculate. It was one of the most insane oh i did see this one of the most insane pregame speeches i've ever heard and like i've always got that vibe from kirby like even last year's natty chip and this year's natty chip like when they, they come for pregame the the interview he doesn't talk to them at all like when they play bama don't talk sec chip don't talk he's all business like and you could i could picture a coach like that that's mad quiet on the camera in front of the mic like in the locker room and shit and then the meetings like he's probably riled up getting everyone's hype like he's a guy that you want to just run through a brick wall for in like the last two years it's been evident that's how georgia plays um there's been a lot of people saying Bama would have did better in this and these teams should have been in it. And, like, if USC didn't lose, they would have did this. Like, I think those arguments are pretty stupid, to be honest. Like, I think if you make that argument that, like, this team should have been in the college football playoff at this point, like, your IQ is pretty fucking low. Because we've been in this thing for how long? When was it? When was it introduced? Like, 2015? So, it's eight years? So, we've had the same framework for eight years. Y'all can't guess by week 11, 12, like, what they're going to decide? Like, but y'all were generally surprised that Alabama didn't get in. Like, like actually, like, like you were surprised. 
Like, were you surprised? Uh, I I wasn't surprised. It's a different way of putting it because I still thought at the end of the day, because it was Alabama, they were going to find a way to get in. Right. I think people fall not not people that people that weren't arguing. I think a lot of people fall on that boat though. Like it's Alabama. Like why shouldn't they be in? And like it makes sense because they do it. They throw. But we, hey, they lost. Let's too not late. cap. The committee got Alabama bias. Like let's not cap. For sure. They got bro. Alabama bias. For like, sure. But like, how about Nick Saban getting put in his seat last night? I saw that. I I don't I forget his name who said it, but that was I mean he literally said Georgia runs college football when Nick Saban's sitting right next to him. He's not wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean I just don't know if that was time and place. What do you mean? <laughs> Like that, nah, I fuck with that though. Like I'm not going to like I'm not to just stop saying what I'm saying because Nick Saban right here, bro. This is what I think. Like this is why I be telling you. Like we, I'm like, bro, we want to talk about the shit. Talk about the shit. Like I would have been like if he sat there and was like, man, like George is good, but like I'll look out for Alabama next year. Like like you are dick sucking, bro. Like get off the camera. <laughs> yeah, like, I fuck with that shit. Get bro. off the camera. I, I fuck with that. No, nah, it was a boring game. Game was ass. Um, um was we ass. we talk about the game was turnovers. ass and it just solidified it solidified the eighteen playoff again. That's all this all this shit does. Y'all want to talk just man with this and these teams should have gone. This game sucked. I want to see it, bro. Let's just all be on one team. Let's be on the eighteen playoff team. I'm tired of people arguing the next day like this team should have been like. You guys just sound stupid, bro. Like, I don't know. It just solidifies it needs to be eight teams and it is what it is, man. But also, I mean, I don't. We gotta put respect on on Ohio State who played Georgia in a way better I was gonna, I was, capacity as well. I mean where where the hell was where where the hell was that Georgia team against Ohio State? I don't want to hear yeah. No, 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 no. Like, it was the same team. Like it, the people don't understand. It was the same team. Ohio State is OP too. Like Ohio State is OP. I know Ohio State lost that they can't be Michigan. I understand that. But in my opinion, talent wise, like I'm talking about just straight talent wise, not not record. They're on par with Alabama, Georgia, and USC, in my opinion. Just straight talent. Ohio State, a hundred percent, bro. And plus, I mean, Stetson bought out again in the college football semifinal. Like they, like Georgia yeah. hooped. Like, yeah. like CJ Stroud. Like I think CJ Stroud almost had like five hundred yards. Yeah. And the game wouldn't drive. Like, but that game itself, like people are gonna point to the natty and be like, the college football playoff is ass. I mean, if you just turn the page back a week earlier, we had two fucking legendary games in the in the semis. Back to back. So, like, you think if you have eight teams, we have two more sets of those type of games. Like, it's I think shit would be way settled way better. I still think teams would get upset though. Like, I think people are so obsessed. I think people are just obsessed. I am too with like the result. Like, the Giants get robbed from the playoffs. Like, you just want to like, well, we should have been there. I just want to see like, we maybe we wouldn't have lost. Maybe we would have won out. Like, maybe we would have lost first round. I don't know. I think many, a lot of people with these arguments, like, they just need to see Alabama get in and lose. Like, they don't even want to see Alabama win. Like, they just want to see them get in and lose so they can, like, prove their point. It's just, bro, we just need eight teams. Like, just, we'll see it yeah. hopefully soon. And we just need eight teams. Right. We're getting there, right? Uh, also, uh, we have to talk about, we're going to get to Stetson Bennett and all the th- speculations all over Twitter of, you know, multiple NFL athletes chiming in. Uh, but we're not. We're gonna get there. But we still have to shine light on a spectacular performance from Stetson Bennett uh, once again, and also just how elite this offense is. And we were just highlighting it as well. The fact that this team, what you said about Ohio State, they were like this team is still here regardless, and they they just got to prove it against a. I'm not gonna say a bad team. It nah, just nah. wasn't the moment for them to be in. They're, they're a team that wasn't as good as Georgia's. It's that simple. I, I mean, just weren't as good. They weren't as good as Georgia. Still a hell of a season, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that like that was you know they played a dog shit team. Like Tishy was great. They just weren't. I don't think they were ready for a moment like that against a team like that. And Brock Powers snaps like, and again like this this team is just better. Like and this goes back to the point of of Nick Saban, <laughs> like. Uh, and, and what that announcer said or that, that analyst said, like, Georgia's going to run it the rest of the way. Like, for years to come, 15-0, another back-to-back for the first time ever, Natty Chips, ever, Kirby Smart. Like, I would love to, for these arguments when it's all said and done, and if Georgia keeps up this run, what are we going to say about college football? Are you going to remember it for Nick Saban, or are you going to remember it for this run with Kirby Smart? And that's maybe that might be dumb to say, you but I can't, wait, I can't wait to see if Kirby Smart keeps up this whole fiasco, and we'll sit there and say, is it Nick Saban or is it Kirby Smart? Wait, so you don't think you're just saying if it does happen? I'm saying if it does happen. Saying just to keep this run up, like, do we want to keep this run up? And like, you know, what are we gonna say when it's all said and done? I'm not discrediting anything from Nick Saban because I've always said from since I was a very little kid at how his recruiting process is just insane. And everybody, like when we were kids, everybody used to bash Bam. Oh, they're always so good, bro. Why are they so good? Because Nick Saban knows how to recruit. It's that simple. 
A lot of the motherfuckers was getting cars. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe I wasn't aware of that when I was a fucking kid talking about Alabama college football. Yeah, was getting cars, but, yeah. Okay, that's a fair point. Fair point. We're not going to go there. Uh, Stetson been a great game, great performance. Great way to end it, and, and we will kind of close this. You know, there's not much else to say on the 65-7 route. Uh, but 25 years of age, and everyone in the years, you know, these past two seasons of what Stetson's been able to accomplish – all those comparisons to NFL quarterbacks, and we started seeing it leading up to the college football playoff, obviously leading up to the chip, and then post-game yesterday, you know, there's a lot of starting quarterbacks in the NFL that are, you know, younger than him, and everybody wants to make all this bullshit. Micah Parsons tweeting that you sent today saying, you know, like, something along the lines of, you know, why does age matter? Like, he's still the player. And then the replies are all going all crazy. Like, oh, well, I saw one on that tweet. It was like, well, you're, like, a, about to be a uh, soon to be a veteran. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how should you – I'm like, bro, I, I don't – it's tough for me to take a stand on this one. But, like, we got to first, like, look at where Stetson Bennett came from. He wasn't a guy that was going to go start at a school like Georgia or start at a school like Bama or Clemson right out the gate. Like, he had a long road to get there. So, like, I mean, and he still is going to get there. It's just it might not be the road that he had in college in the NFL. Everyone's saying him and Duggan are going to be six and seven round picks. And that's why I I turn this question over to you. Uh, If you're picking a quarterback right now as your starter, are you picking Setson Bennett or Max Duggan? Bro, Max, I'm sorry, this nigga. Uh, bro, I just lost forty just asked for that. I gotta ask it, bro. He had a, I, what do you mean? I have I to ask that question. And you're gonna say Max, and that's fine. I just and that's fine. I knew that. Fault, I knew that my answer fault, was coming, bro. bro. But I had to ask that question. Max, my, me, don't mind him, Max. Don't mind him. <laughs> he be trying, trying to go viral. You know what I'm saying? Don't mind him, bro. No, I knew what the answer was gonna be, but I, you know, I really felt like, like deep down, you might say, "Wow, Stetson, like." You know what? You really proved me wrong. He did though. No, he did. See? Yeah, there he we did. Go. Hey, no, no, Stetson cold. Stetson's cold. I don't I don't really agree with the people who like Stetson's twenty five, like he shouldn't be playing in college. Like, bro. If you're still in college at twenty five, there's a reason why. It's because you're not good enough to go to the next level. Like it's just that simple. If you were good enough to go to the NFL at twenty two, you would have been there. If you were good enough to go at twenty three, you would have gone. And same at twenty four, but you're still here at twenty five because you're not good enough to get drafted. It's literally that simple. And all college is is a preparatory institution to get to the league. So if you're good enough to get to the league, you're not going to be in college. Now, there's some arguments that are really good. Like, the best argument I saw was, like, even if Stetson Bennett isn't as good talent-wise, which he isn't, as a 25-year-old, you're way more mentally mature. You know how your body feels. You listen to your body way more. You know how to lead men way better. Like, you're just way more mature as a quarterback at 25 years old than, let's say, an 18-, 19-year-old C.J. Stroud. You know what I mean? Which is a very, very fair fucking argument. At the same time, though, you can also say that there's some QBs that are 25 that are still in college because their mental's fucked up. They can't read a defense. They can't keep cool. They get nervous. You know what I'm saying? So I think that if you're 25 still playing a college sport, there is a pure reason why. And if you're 18 on the other side of the ball, you should have no problem with it. You should be like, this dude's 18. This dude's 25 playing against me. He's dog shit. Why are you still here? That's how I would think. You know what I'm saying? So I don't – listen, Stetson had to get better. He had to get good enough to play – like, he had to get good enough to play elite-level college football. Even – first of all, we're talking about a Georgia quarterback too, by the way, which these Georgia teams these last two years. Like, let's just keep it a bean. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of quarterbacks would have been really damn good with this these last two Georgia teams. But, like, Stetson balled out and had to get better to put himself in that position. But he still wasn't good enough to go to the league, even after winning the chip last year. So, like – I still don't think he's really good enough to be in the league now. Like no, so that's bu- why he's getting no those bullshit, but like, of the six and seven yeah, you know what I mean. So, I, uh, bro, there's 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 twenty nine year old kickers, there's thirty year old punters. Uh, Baylor when they won the Natty Chip a couple years ago in basketball had twenty four year old power forward. I mean, we don't hear a lot of outrage about those guys. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, Stetson, don't let them people. Tip, I tip, I tip my cap to you, Stetson. All I'm gonna say is that you weren't good enough to go to the league at twenty three. That's why you're still here, and you know that it's all good, bro. Right. That's why you went back. Well, that's right, because people were saying, you know, the, the biggest argument was like, oh, you know. This twenty-five-year-old kids play is 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 playing against you know kids that are eighteen and nineteen. Like, You're an idiot. I, I like, saw. I saw. I, that, bro. Yeah. Do you see that, bro? Oh I'm my like, God. What do you mean? What, like, shit, what kind of argument? Well, honestly, my what kind bro. of argument could that even be? It's an idiot. It's an idiot argument. It's dumb so, you know, it, it, it's dumb because 
It's like you're saying, what if I was a, a, a 16-year-old tennis player playing against 8-year-old tennis players? The 8-year-old tennis player is not a full-grown, functioning adult. You feel me? It's like, why would, I, why would I go to war at 18 versus 35-year-old generals? Because you're a fucking adult. It's that simple, bro. <laughs> yeah, right, it's that right. simple. Right. Right. You want to play with the big dogs? Then, okay. I, 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 that There's been, a, I mean, it's, it's all the speculation. It's all the hate for Stetson, and that's fine. I think that's really what it is. I, listen, Stetson gets a lot. I hate on Stetson Bennett. I don't, actually, no. I don't hate on Stetson Bennett. I troll him because I think it's funny. Like, I love calling Stetson Bennett ass. I love being like this old fuck still in college. But I'm just like, I still appreciate Stetson Bennett, bro. He's a baller, bro. Chill. He might not be that in the league. He probably won't be that in the league. But chill, man. Can't yeah. take them chips away from him. And I mean, obviously, just the the real last thing here is that Georgia was always better. Outplayed him on every single way of the field. I, mean, I don't know how 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 you rush for that many yards and f- throw for that many yards and make the other team's offense look like they don't even know how to play football. And well, uh, there's some people out there that were a lot of TCU betters and hmm. literally eighty percent of the public, bro, mind blown. Don't are, even know how that was, bro. Eighty percent of you on Fanduel. Are functionally idiots. I don't get it. It's all good though. All I don't good. get it. All good. I don't get it. All right, real quick, we got to go over to Zach Wilson because somehow in these first couple shows of 2023, we found some fun, fun things to talk about. And when the drama hits this show, boy, do we love talking about it. And Zach Wilson somehow finds a way to just continue being unlikable. This dude, Zach Wilson, was basically told no. By his team for Mike White and Joe Flacco. And now he gets interviewed by the media and they ask him, well, what are you going to say if a veteran comes in next year and you got to play behind him? You know what he says to him? I'm going to make that dude's that dude, that dude's life hell in practice every day. Go, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Because you covered it up by saying, well, I don't mean that in a negative manner. Well, what do what, how is that going to be taken? How is that going to be taken? Oh, the, the veteran that's supposed to teach me? You know what? I'm going to make his life hell. Zach, you were left out by your organization because you weren't good on the field. And like you said, you couldn't develop the mentals. And that's totally fine. You can still develop. But this stuff isn't helping you either. That's what I got so far. See, now, I was like, uh, keep it being. My first reaction, I thought that shit was the fucking geek. Like, I might have sent you eight laughing emojis back. I think it's the geek when these dudes, like, you see the chip on their shoulder, Bill. Like, I think with someone with, chip, with, uh, with Zach Wilson, I, I, I could be wrong, but it gives me, like, vibes of a kid that kind of always had it his way growing up. He was always really Everybody fucking said that. was always really fucking good. Yeah. Like, just dripping in talent. Like, was never, no one ever was better than him. You know what I mean? Never got a spot taken. Never got benched, I don't think. Like, you feel me? So, like, he goes to the Jets, and, like, he's, like, this wonder boy. Like, this dude from BYU, top pick. Like, what the, who the fuck is this guy? This weird-ass throwing a pro day? Like, who is he? And when it goes south, and you, and you look at the attitude of the Jets team, it's like a, like, kind of like a, uh, fuck the world. They don't think we're talented. They don't think we're that good. Like, we're just going to fuck them up. We're going to rough you up. We don't care who you are. So, when you have a team with that attitude, and the quarterback that seems to have, like, a polar opposite attitude, like, I feel like there's just been hella, like, when he says, I want to make, his his time price a, a time, like a nightmare in hell. I think about what do you think Sauce Gardner is doing to Zach Wilson in practice? Like what do you like the guys? What do you think? Like because quarters talk a lot of shit, and they already made it clear they don't fuck with him. And it might not be Sauce specifically, but maybe, let's say another safety and the linebacker like they pick him off. You think they come in, hand him that ball back? Yeah, pussy, watch your eyes. You know what I mean? Like, do you think they like that guy? Do you think he likes them? No. You feel me? Because I would compare this not to a like you know, 100% like T of, of the same. But I think this is a very, very, very similar situation to Russell Wilson in Denver. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that Zach Wilson has it as bad because Mm-mm. we don't have linemen fighting each other no. on the sidelines after and getting he doesn't have his own blown office. out by Baker Mayfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for Christ's sake. He don't got his own office. Right, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's not, he's, yeah. he doesn't have the pressure of all that money <laughs> yeah. and having more bathrooms than touchdowns. Yeah. But literally, he, literally. So, uh, the thing about Zach though too is like, Another reason why I think it's funny and like somewhat like I kind of like like it and I actually get behind it is because I think this shit is weird when it's like a vet and he's not trying to like fuck with the rookie. I think that's fucking weird personally because you're coming on, you're coming to the end of your time anyway and they're showing you they want to invest in this guy. Even if you think you're better, you got to prove it on the field. But there's like that unwritten rule in the NFL like, yo, just help your help your supporting out like your rookie help him out. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't fuck with that. Young dudes with a chip on the shoulder trying to take a vet spot, I absolutely fucking love that. Like, because people tell you when you come into a league, when you're a freshman in high school, you're a freshman in college, and you're a rookie in the league, 
sit down, take your time. You know what I mean? They're going to let the vets play. Like, don't don't worry about it. Oh, they say, don't worry about it. If you don't play the first two years, don't worry. What the fuck you mean don't worry about it? If I don't play the first two years, if my first years don't go well, you mean don't worry about it. Like, I'm supposed to be, I was an all-star my whole life. I'm supposed to be cool with just sitting on my bench? Fuck that. Like, I love rookies who have the mentality because it's like, bro, I know I'm good. I know I should play, and I want to fucking play. Like, now, is Zach Wilson good enough to play? TBD on that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But I do appreciate a young guy after going that through that much turmoil. Fucked his mom's friend with all the internet for it. Yeah. People were dragging him for two short years for how bad he played a quarterback because he did not play good one time. You feel me? Yeah. And to still have that kind of confidence where it's like, nah, fuck the vet. Like, I'm going to take his spot regardless. He's going to be a hell for him. He's not going to be able to keep up with me. I mean, he came in hot. Like, I'll give him that. And he came in hot. And, I, like, I was, I mean, I wasn't ever against him. It's just yeah, I was very openly behind Zach Wilson in this podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've I've I, until now is where I'm just like, all right, like you're not helping yourself by saying these things. Like, no, you're not. You're not. No, you're not helping yourself. No. What like what if like for for them to bring a veteran in? If they were, if they weren't, like this is all speculation. If they if the Jets were to bring somebody in, like how you know, inclined do they feel to do that when he's saying that? No, yeah, you're not, I mean, you're not helping yourself. I think the worst way you're not helping yourself when you say these things in the media is that nowadays so much around media is narrative. And like, if you're saying these things in the media and like you're saying quote unquote unlikable things, like you just said, and like probably like 90% of the people that saw that clip at first were probably like, fuck this guy. Right. When you're already unlikable in the media's eyes and social media's eyes and like the main, main narrative's eyes, they can take whatever you do and just spin it to people oh, yeah. not liking you. Oh, yeah. Whether you're doing good and you're showboating and you get like a taunting penalty or you're doing bad and you get benched. They're going to spin that fucking thing and make it look horrible for you. Right. And like that seeps into the locker room, seeps into the front office. Whether you believe it or not, it seeps in. Well, bro, so that's where the PR should be getting fucked up. The the headline to an article like that, let's just say, to off, to off, off this point, the headline of that article from media could say, you know, Zach Wilson will never work with veteran quarterback. Yep, literally that's that. what the headline could be, that. and just completely screw him. And you think Joe Flacco's gonna read that shit? No, you're gonna read the headline. Right. You know what he's I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, oh, I, I mean, he 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 hasn't liked my help this entire season. Exactly. What the fuck have I done? Exactly. So I don't know. It's it's been it's been a rough go for the Jets. They still were almost able to make the playoffs. Uh, and we we heard what Sauce Gardner said at the end of uh, this past week. He said, you know. This time next year, we're going to be in the playoffs. And that's a great mindset to have. Who's going to be your quarterback, though? Don't know. TBD. Don't know. Okay. Uh, now we got to talk about this MVP race before we get into this big wild card weekend. Very excited for to see what happens here. We got some big games this weekend. I wish the Giants played on Saturday so I could get, you know, a little bit more fucked up for that game instead of, you know, Sunday when I got to be a little bit more conservative with work the next day. Besides the point. It's probably going to be drinking after you lose. I got shot down for covering for real though. Giants plus three. Yo, if y'all get three, I'm not even gonna cap. That's criminal, bro. Have y'all seen how the Vikings played this year? Bro. Three? Three? It's money line or bust, by the way. I bro, I like I taking pre- three, you gotta take money line. I pre no, you don't, bro. That's a that's that's also a misconception. But <laughs> Cause y'all don't be trying to make money, bro. Y'all be trying to hit licks or lose. I be hating that shit. Motherfucker be trying to hit a lick or lose. Motherfuckers will be trying to make money, bro. It's like, I'm either getting this lick on the plus three in the money line or I'm just going to break even. Yeah. Like, nah, fuck that, bro. I'll be mad as hell when I break even. But nah. <laughs> real shit. Real shit. But nah, I think low key, though, I'm jumping the gun, but the Giants plus three. They, I think the Vikings had like, it was double digit one score games this year. I'm going to say. All the games were one score. And the Giants. Hey, they're getting their revenge. I'll tell you that. They ain't losing on a 61-yarder this time. Facts. We will be having this conversation. In the meantime, there's an MVP race that is coming up, and there's uh, some names on here that we need to discuss. Obviously, I'm looking at an article from uh, Bleacher Report here, so these are their odds. Unfortunately, I don't know why and we spoke about this, but I don't know why FanDuel's not giving us these these odds here. Tweaking. Because um, I want to actually see what it is now. Anyway, per Bleacher Report here, Patrick Mahomes is minus 750. To win the MVP, followed by Joe Burrow at plus seven fifty, and that's, then that's crazy. That's that's fucking crazy. That's what's crazy. But you go yeah, minus seven fifty, and then plus seven fifty, and then to Josh Allen below Burrow at that's plus a thousand, and then Hurts, Jalen Hurts, just shy of Josh Allen at plus twelve hundred, and then finally, Justin Jefferson made the cut at plus ten thousand, uh, and those odds from this article on Bleacher Report are from DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, uh, 
I mean, you didn't seem as surprised when we first spoke about this before we went live. Um, minus seven fifty. Minus seven fifty ain't crazy. I, I like I said when, when, when we talked about it. Seven, minus seven fifty, like, all right, y'all got it. The real MVP missed a couple games. Y'all got it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. What really had me tight was Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. I had a Jalen Hurts in the MVP race. Are we smoking crack? <laughs> like legitimately? Like what are we smoking on? Like no, 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 no. Like. Bro, because like I'm a, bro, shit be so simple to me, and I, this is making me think I'm really stupid, bro. Before the season started, Alex, where did people have the Chiefs, Bengals, and the Bills? Where do they predominantly, by the majority, have them? Dead. No, 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 no. The Bengals, the Bills, and the Chiefs before the season. If you were on NFL Network, what would you have said about those three teams? Oh, yeah. Where they were going to be by this time this year? We're seeing it again. It would have been playoffs, AFC Championship, or Super Bowl. For all three of those teams. Bengals, making his, Bengals got a shot again. Joe Burrow's going back. So what were you going to say about the Eagles? By majority, what were they saying about the Eagles? You had a couple people that were like, they could win the division. They got a little something going over there. You had a couple people that were like, I don't know. I think like 79. I think 79. Cowboys win the division. That was probably most people, right? Yeah, 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 and there yeah. was a good bit of people that were like, nah, the Eagles, like, they don't have a quarterback. Who's going to throw Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown the ball? They're going to be like three and three and whatever, four and whatever. So... By majority, people had the Eagles being dog shit. And by majority, people had the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills being nice. And the question mark of the Eagles was the quarterback, if we were going to be good or not. And we're the best team in the league. We have two receivers with 1,000 yards receiving, one with seven touchdowns, one with 11 touchdowns, missing a top five tight end for the almost, well, not the whole year. It wasn't, I'm gassing. Let me okay, chill hold out. on a second. I'm gassing. Let me chill out. What were you about to say? I want to go back because now I have DraftKings up. I don't know where this article came from, uh, but we need to go back. All right, but I got to finish that point. When we go, go ahead. Pl- back. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I have real odds here, and it's going to go off of your point. Because, bro, so... If the Eagles were slated to be an average to dog shit team with a slight possibility of us being a playoff team, like one of the people plans to be a playoff team, and our question mark was the quarterback, and the quarterback question mark was he can't throw the ball. We have two 1K receivers, one with seven touchdowns, one 11 touchdowns, and we're the best team in football. How is the quarterback not the MVP if he was the question mark and we were supposed to be dog shit? How is he not the most valuable player in the league? How? Like by just common logic. How? How, bro? How? That's like saying if, if the Knicks were, were snapping this year and really good and Julius was the best player on y'all team, he would be the MVP, right? If y'all won 60 games, he's the best player because it's been Julius Randle's been the question mark. He's been an all-star I need to put you over the hump. He's been the question mark. The question mark make y'all the best team in the league. And what What is the question mark? The most valuable piece? I would think. I don't know. They got Joe Burrow and Josh Allen over him. Yeah, now, so, and I, this, I'm happy because even though we have these odds in front of us directly right now, uh, this still feeds directly into that point. Patrick Holmes is now plus 400. Then it's Josh Allen at plus 550. Then it's Hurts at 650. And then Burrow at 1,000. That's still dog Guess who's after him? Huh. Dak Prescott, 1,500. That's dog shit, bro. That is actually I feel like we just got to throw numbers in there. That's actually dog shit. I think, I think, I mean, they're not going to give Justin Jefferson more respect than the quarterbacks. I think after, after Jalen Hurts, my first eye... Uh, actually, I'll give Joe Burrow the nod because they were dead, dead in the water. Oh wait, I'm dude. I'm be, I'm still being so dumb. What's wrong? It now now it's saying I just refreshed the page. It those are those are the Super Bowl odds. So I'm still wrong. So we still have MVP odds. We still don't have MVP odds. I think that, what you probably said. I don't know. I just got, like the only reason I'm going so in on it is because me. I still I find it hard to believe that. We can have like someone at minus seven fifty like this. It makes sense though because like just listen to what I just said though. Right. Jalen Hurts was the clear MVP. Clear MVP. He gets hurt. Obviously, I still don't think that should affect your MVP stock, but it's happened twice in Philadelphia in the last fucking five years, so it is what it is. He gets hurt for two games. You know, there's no other viable option for MVP besides Pat Mahomes and Justin Jefferson. I'm not gonna give it Justin Jefferson. It is what it is. I think if you had a brain, you saw Jalen Hurts get hurt. Because after that shit, too, be like the lines adjust to who people when people bet it, right? So if you're if you have half a brain and you have like enough money in your fan to like put away on a future, you see Jalen Hurts get hurt. I mean, fuck it. I mean, who else is MVP besides Pat Mahomes at that point? Like, you know what I mean? So I could see how he got bet down to 750, but like, I don't know. I, I just think I think that Jalen Hurts got incredibly disrespected this year. 
I think it's it was insane. Um, the fact that like he was the question mark and he balled out, and like there were still throughout the entire year, people were just waiting for him to fail. And obviously now he's not gonna get the MVP. I think it's just I, I think it's honestly like pretty disgusting to be honest. I think there's a clear bias against Philadelphia sports on the media. Um, like even the entire year, I mean, I've heard more about the 49ers on the fucking media than I've heard about the Eagles, to be honest. And for the longest time, we had one, we had one loss, no losses for the longest time. Um, so I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Well, know. they talk about the Minshew loss. Oh yeah, of course they did. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I just had to fire. They, they couldn't. Nah, <laughs> the thing was, they, they couldn't wait for Minshew to get in. They couldn't wait because they swore we were gonna smack the Cowboys. Oh no, Minshew's in. No, it's a system. It's a system. Oh oh. Well, oh, the, we lost the Cowboys. Oh, well, you, well, no, the Cowboys are second in the division. The Cowboys could be a, the number one seed. I mean, the Cowboys are pretty good. Let's see what he does against the Saints. Oh, you guys lose against the Saints? Oh, well, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you guys lost, I mean, you got teams losing the NFL. You can't win every game. I mean, it wasn't Minshew's fault. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know what everybody liked to see? Every Philly fan, every Eagles fan liked to see? When uh, those, I forget who said it, but there were these analysts that said, you know, if, uh, Anybody could could run in that offense, or anybody could play quarterback in that offense with that line and those players and this that and this that, and then Minshew loses two games, and it's like, wait a minute, I don't know if everybody could play, I don't know if everybody could run that offensive scheme because yes, we're not taking anything away. I'm not taking anything away because I'm gonna come out here and say that like the offense is is run around Jalen Hurts, so it's a little bit different when Gardner Minshew comes in because the offense doesn't know how to run when you don't have an elusive. You know, guy with the, that type of body type, that athleticism, those legs to get you out of those tough situations. It's different. But, like, I mean, I got I to gotta stand on this side with, with these Eagles fans and say, well, I don't know if everybody, every quarterback could play in that scheme. Fuck no. So, I, Bro, every- it's fun to say, though, earlier in the year, you know, put Saquon Barkley in front of that fucking offensive line. What is he going to do? A lot of things. It's a great offensive line. But, but like, that's not all of it, though. Just from an X's and O standpoint, that argument just shows your brain dead. First couple drives, no, first drive of the Saints game, we run a, we run a, a it's, not, it's not a read option because Minshew's not going to take the take the pull, but right. we run a read play where it's the inside zone of Miles Sanders. Now on that play, Jalen Hurts reads the DN. The DN doesn't crash, has to play Jalen Hurts. That way, the backside defender is outside of the play, right? Here I said the backside defender is out the play, right? So when you have Minshew in the game and we can't run the read option because Minshew's not going to run like Jalen Hurts and it's out of our playbook, we're missing 50% of our run plays. 50%. One half of the play is out of the playbook, okay? So now the backside defender that we're not blocking because it's the inside zone read, which you don't block the backside DN, he is now free. It's The offense is completely different. He wasn't supposed to run it. Could Now, okay. Now, if Sirianni drew this offense up, for Garner Minshew in the same offense. Could it be successful? Yeah, it could probably be successful. Is it, is it 13, 14 wins? Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Like, we got to be honest, man. People just, just you got to you gotta think, man. You got to think, man. God damn. I love the argument, though. Yeah, it's a good argument. You know what I, mean? it, I don't know if it is, though. It, it, no, it, it allows for good discourse. You know what I mean? For sure. It allows for good I discourse. Don't, I, don't, I mean, for a while, I said the same shit, bro. Like, you know, take that offensive line away, then what's going to happen? But also, I mean, it's a, it's to the same point of not everybody, every quarterback could play in that scheme or that with that team because we just saw what happened. Anyway, uh, I do have real odds here. Updated. This article is from LegalSportsReport.com. All right, Legal Sports Report. How legal are y'all? How legal are they? Last updated January 9th, which was yesterday. Okay, Legal Sports. DraftKings Sportsbook. They have a bunch of different books up. Uh, FanDuel has no odds up. Caesar Sportsbook has no odds up. But I have uh, points bet, MGM, and DraftKings. I'm going to go down the line here. Patrick Mahomes, uh, DraftKings, minus 1,600, 2,500 on points bet, and 1,400 on MGM. Yeah, he's the MVP. Kind of getting crazy. He's the MVP. Joe Burrow, plus 900 on DraftKings, plus 800 on points bet, plus 900 on MGM. Jalen Hurts. Plus fifteen hundred on DraftKings, fourteen hundred on bet on points bet, and twelve hundred on bet MGM. Josh Allen on DraftKings is tied with Jalen Hurts at fifteen hundred plus fifteen hundred. Then he goes to plus six hundred, plus sixteen hundred on points bet, and then plus fifteen hundred on bet MGM. So Jalen Hurts is beating Josh Allen in by odds on points bet and bet MGM. And then lastly, Justin Jefferson plus ten thousand. On DraftKings, which is obviously irrelevant, and then he goes to twenty thousand on points bet, and then fifteen thousand on BetMGM. So, I mean, 
obviously, most people are probably betting on DraftKings out of these three. Sorry. Whatever. So, we're just going to go off of this. Uh, they have DraftKings has, right now, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts tied at plus 1,500 and Joe Burrow above him, which goes back to the exact same point that we had just discussed before we had this whole fucking mix-up with odds and what was right and what was wrong. Uh, yeah, Joe Burrow is, I guess, by the looks of it, more of a favorite for MVP than Jalen Hurts. Bro, it, it it literally sounds like I'm talking about the college football playoff argument because it's like, damn, bro, you just can't miss games. Like, if your quarterback misses a game, bro, you might as well just chalk the shit, right? My quarterback missed two out of 17 games, and he's chalked for the MVP race. It is what it is, man, because I guess he missed games, right? I, I, it's just crazy to me, man. It's just crazy to me. I, I, I do love me, you know, Joe Burrow and this Bengals team. Joe Burrow is a great – Joe Burrow was third for sure. No questions asked. Yeah, I, I'm no questions. So, I mean, asked. I'm not even trying to agree with you. I just, I don't know. I'm not even going to take the Jalen Hurts argument here. I'm just going to take a Josh Allen one. Was Josh Allen worse than Joe Burrow? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think. Bro, y'all were trying to call this Bills team like one of the best teams ever before the season started. Hey, everybody also said halfway through the season that the Bengals were dead. Y'all were calling me crazy for saying the Bills weren't that good, man. Like, 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 bro. Oh, and they all said that the fucking Cincinnati Bengals were dead at the fucking, you know, week five, week six, week seven mark of the season. And then now we got Joe Burrow that's rated higher for odds and MVP versus Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Just tell me if I'm tweaking, bro. This is really all I got to say about MVP. My head's going to explode. This is all I really got for MVP. I just need to know if I'm tweaking, right? So you have a couple quarterbacks on some teams that are good, right? Like good teams. All these teams went to the playoffs the year before. All these teams could have arguably won the conference the year before, right? And all three of those quarterbacks are in the MVP race. Okay. Got it. Now, if those three teams end up in the same spot, if not worse than what we all slated them to do, none of those teams exceed expectations at all. Not one of those teams exceeded any expectations for anybody. Not even a little bit. And now one team with one guy at the quarter position that was the absolute number one question mark on a roster, and they overachieved by about seven to six wins. Think about that tonight. That's all I'm going to say. Just think about that tonight. <laughs> when, you're lay, when you're laying in bed, think about it. Just think about just, that. Like, don't forget it, too. No, please. <laughs> That's good stuff on the MVPs there. Uh, I mean, it gets. we have to get animated with that kind of stuff because some of that doesn't make sense. And we hope that, like, if you are in agreement or you are in disagreement, like, it makes sense. Because for us here, we're not seeing where the sense makes. Okay. Okay. How could you miss two out of seventeen games and just be deemed not valuable? Craziness. And lose the two games that you miss. Huh. Huh. Make it make sense. All right. So big wild card uh, weekend. Uh, we almost said wild card Sunday, but a huge wild card weekend. Wild card weekend. And let me just start out by saying. Uh, I feel like we could have done the scheduling a little bit better. Uh, I don't know if I wanted to have the 49ers and Seahawks kick things off. I think I would have rather had the more spicy game kick us off. Why not have the Dolphins and the Bills kick us off? I feel like you should start off with a bang. Well, that Dolphins-Bill game could be... It's, it's well, make it the night game then. That like, I mean, oh, it's Seahawks in San Francisco. Right. Before we get to the Lions and all that kind of stuff, if the Seahawks win this game, highly unlikely, if they win this game, they go to the lake. Mm-hmm. And if the Giants win, then they go to Tampa, who's most likely winning. But we will get there. Mm-hmm. I love that outcome. It's not going to happen. I like that better than what the alternative could end up being. 100%. I'll still take it, but I love that. 100%. Okay. Uh, looking at some odds here. Uh, the uh, the Here we go. Now it's down to 9.5. Oh, wow. Okay. San Francisco, 9.5 point favorites. It did just move from 10. Um and obviously, money line's kind of out of the question here. The over under is forty two and a half. We don't really need to talk about that. Brock Purdy at home. Geno Smith after just saying, you know, this is my city to Russell Wilson, breaking this passing record. Uh, he's got a great chance here. And let's also not forget about the Seahawks here. They were given a gift by the Detroit Lions. They, let's, I'm not taking anything away from them. They did exactly what they needed to do, and they did all they could have done to get themselves to the playoffs, and they got the help that they needed. So let's not count out the the 49ers. I mean, let's not count out the Seahawks because 
I mean, this is not like, hey, we did our job, we won the game, and now we're in. It was we had to we had to hope for something else to happen for us to get in. Now we're coming out with a with a dog in us to say, hey, we got a gift. Now we're gonna show and prove why we deserve to be here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I, I'd hate to say the Seahawks don't stand a chance because they really do. I mean, because the main narrative here, I mean, it's not the main narrative. Let me stop bullshitting. But Brock Purdy starting his first playoff game, and like that's a big fucking deal. I don't care who the fuck you think he is. That kid's. He's a damn good quarterback. He's proven me wrong about four straight weeks in a row, so I can't say he's bad. But yeah. first playoff game is a narrative. Playing against the Seahawks for sure and against someone like Pete Carroll who's been there plenty of times before. But I think the 49ers handle these bulls. I don't think it's going to be – I think the 49ers are different, bro. I think I think the 49ers versus us is going to come down to the quarterback and it's going to be Brock and I have enough experience. But I think I think the 49ers got that. Is that a, um, a you know, kind of low-key NFC championship prediction there? Yeah. Sam just gonna make it. Yeah. I mean, Chalky. Yeah. I said it like you know to some friends as well. Uh, I just I don't. Just no one else. There. No one else in this division in this in this conference moves me like even an inch to the left or the right. Like besides the 49ers and the fucking birds. Like maybe no, nah. Go to the next game, bro. They all fucking. Suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chargers in Jacksonville. Good on the char- I mean, sorry. Good on the the Jacksonville Jaguars winning your end. Dougie P and Trevor Lawrence get the job done. A little sweaty there. I mean, they made it close for a third string quarterback playing in Jacksonville. By the way, let's not forget about that. But this is good. They get the four seed. They get a home game. Good for the Jacksonville fans. Let's not forget that. Let's not look past that. This is good for that city. We finally have a a, a competent coach and a quarterback duo that knows what they're doing. The line is minus one and a half to the Los Angeles Chargers, who are also favored minus 122 on the money line. Um, You know, if I'm a betting man here, if I'm, like, not talking about the game sense and what's going to happen in the game, and I'm just, you know, talking about betting in this sense, um, I would lean towards the Chargers' money line only because I did not like what I saw out of the the Jaguars in a win-and-in, must-win game at home. Against Josh Dobbs, who you know, third string, we should have, we should have, that should not have been a close game. And I'm, is that me being biased because I lost money on the minus six and a half for the Jaguars last week? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think I, I actually think the Jaguars take that, John. I um, hope so. I'm rooting for him. Like, bro, the line just I'm another, it's another line that makes zero sense. You have the Jaguars who were very average, like on the median line. If the median line was a thing in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Very average. Now you have the Chargers that are a little bit above average, but they play in a damn good division. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we know what Justin Herbert and them can do. And you mean to tell me that if this was a week 16 game in Duval, or maybe week 15, 14 game in Duval, that the Chargers would be just minus one? I don't think so. True. Um, I think there's some trap vibes going on. And honestly, like, last time Dougie P was in the playoffs for the first time with a quarterback that was in there for the first time, he did something special. Oh, shit. He did something special. That's so, true. I mean... I, I, this team, especially with with the, with the Jaguars too, I'm pretty sure they rattled off. Was it five straight down the stretch? Or was it four straight? But they had to rattle off a certain amount. I think it was four, four or five straight down the stretch, and they covered like the last four or five or something like that. And when teams are high like that going to the playoffs, bro, it's not even. You know what I mean? And it, with the team with the team coming to the playoffs that hot, and a team versus the Chargers that are that shaky on a consistent basis, like consistently just shaky in the biggest moments, I can't put my money on the Chargers, bro. I can't. I didn't have the Chargers and sold me so many times with the with the pass interference call. With the fucking holding call, with an interception, drop pass, fumble, two point conversion failed. Brandon Staley, fourth and one, we're going for our own twenty five. Like I cannot, I don't want any parts of it on the Chargers in the playoff game, bro. I'm right. cool. Well, you did bring up that good point there too. They did end up winning five in a row to end the season. One of those games was uh, in Jacksonville against the Cowboys when they had that mm-hmm. overtime pick six. They did put up forty on them there, uh, and then one of those games as well was in Tennessee, thirty six twenty two. So. Uh, it's there, and like it goes back to my point. This this quarterback duo and this with with Dougie P. You bring up a good point though with Carson Wentz dating back. It was it was it was Nikki, but it was Nick. Oh yeah, well, same shit for the playoffs. Damn, yeah. it wasn't Nikki. Damn, it was not right then because Nikki lost the playoff game in Philly. He lost versus the Saints in 2014. Riley Cooper dropped the pass, and he would have won the game. Fuck Riley Cooper. Oh, <laughs> we're going there. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, that was our, our Saturday games, 4.30 Eastern and 8.16 Eastern. Now we're on a Sunday, 1 o'clock game. The Bills will kick things off, hosting the Dolphins. Minus 9 for the Bills. And uh, this is 46.5. I don't really know what the weather's going to be like for this game. Um, I mean, I don't even want to talk about the spread because I feel like 9 is, is a lot. But the Dolphins... 
did also just have that performance against the Jets. Let's not forget that. Uh, and the only reason I would say, you know, take this n- minus nine is the Bills have a crazy narrative and, <laughs> like, this is the wrong team to put another, like, chip on their shoulder. This is the wrong team to do it to. So I'm still going to be scared of the Bills for the entire postseason. But, again, I will be probably rooting for the Bengals if they get there. Yeah, I think the I think the Bills are are scary as fuck, man. When you have that much of a heavy heart, you're playing for, bro. Yeah. It's just you're not you're you're not, by no means you're not guaranteed to win no games, but you're playing with a little more hunger than the guy on the other side, and that's always something you gotta take take account of. But I think it just boils down to if Tua plays or not. If Tua plays, this game's gonna be damn close. I mean, when Tua played in the regular season, both these games. Oh, oh, the one. Oh, goddamn, <laughs> Tua with the three concussions. I forgot, but the one game they did play when Tua played. Took a comeback from the Bills. I think they're down twenty-one to three or twenty to three. I think the Bills were down when Tua played. So like, do have to watch that. But honestly, like what you said, what Kill Kenny said, all this shit about hit, what is his fourth concussion? Bro, be- if if he if the NFL is dead, if they find a way to let Tua play this game, that's what game, I'm saying. What was, what was he say? So, it been, it so, it, so this would be the fourth concussion technically, but it would be let's say he gets a concussion in this game. I'm not I'm not trying to root the, right. for that at all. I'm just saying if he does, then. That would be his third public concussion of this the year, the season. Yeah, all so of it. I, don't, I don't think two of them. I mean, uh, we would have to be some of the stupidest people on this planet to make to to let this kid play. That's stupid, 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 stupid. And when he doesn't play, because I'm going to start speaking that into existence, because I would not like to see him play for the safety of his health. Uh, the Bills are going to kill him. Yeah, I like the Bills in that spot. I do. I, it's scary though because if, if if two doesn't start, then like the Bills are gonna be the massive public bet. I was gonna get taking the Bills, but I just don't see a world where they fucking cover nine. I mean, at never home, know bro. Never know though. You never know though. Never I might know. Have to think about that, John. But I don't know. I like the Bills there. Yep. Okay, to the fun game for me. It's these guys right here, the New York Giants, that I'm wearing a hat for our listeners out there. Uh, plus three Giants in Minnesota. Obviously, that means the Vikings are three-point favorites. Giants are only plus 140 on the money line. I kind of like where this is. You get a little revenge piece here. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley got rest. And, like, I need everybody out there to, to like, understand how big that was for them. And, and what Brian Dable and this coaching staff was able to get them to this point where they could rest their starters. So now we're, we're you know, nice and refreshed. We're ready to go. And we didn't have to put any extra effort into a meaningless game against the Eagles. Go ahead and get your one seed. Like, it, that, it was inevitable. Giants weren't going up to five. They certainly weren't going down to seven either. So, uh, I really love this spot. The fact that they were able to keep it close in this Christmas Eve game was also pretty exciting because it goes to show that the Vikings are beatable. And the only thing that's scaring me about this game is I've seen reaction after reaction to whether it's, it's sports handicappers, whether it's analysts talking about this game. A lot of fucking people are saying the Giants are going to upset them. And that is what's scaring me. I'd rather have you guys be on the Vikings and count them out like you have all fucking year. But now you want to come around and say that they're going to win this game. Well, if they lose this game, it's because everybody said that they were going to win this game. Yeah, I mean, listen, from a sole betting perspective, like, you just got it. I mean, if you're if, if the books are dumb enough to give us three points or more. I feel like it should be three and a half. With the Giants, it should not be three and a half. This line should be dead even. If the if the books are that dumb to give us three to three and a half with the Giants, you have to take it, bro. These the, the Vikings have shown no capacity to beat a team by more than one possession at all. Right. You play seventeen games, they've had more than ten games decided by one possession, and they're giving us three and a half in the offs to a team that we beat on a sixty-one yard field goal. Are you, if you take the Vikings, like you are honestly really sharp. You're better than me. You're probably the best gambler in your area because I'll never, ever, ever would take. The Vikings minus three in this situation. I'm just like, gonna, I think the best case scenario you get with that three is a push, bro. They they like, they cannot win a game by ten or fourteen. They can't do it, bro. They can't win a game by seven, bro. I'm just gonna read off the scores this this season really fast. Uh, every single game for the Vikings is gonna go down the list really really fast here. Uh, week one against the Packers, twenty three seven win. Uh, week two against the Eagles, twenty four seven loss. Week three against the Lions, twenty eight to twenty four win. Next week against the Saints, 28-25 win. Then the Bears, 29-22 win. Then the Dolphins, 24-16 win. Cardinals, 34-26 win. Commanders, 20-17 win. Bills, 33-30 win. Cowboys, 40-3 loss. 
Patriots 33-26 win. Jets 27-22 win. Lions 34-23 loss. Colts 39-36 win. 27-24 against the Giants win. Packers, you get smoked. We just saw that, 41-17. And then finally, the Bears with the win, 29-13. And it is the stat. You are right. They they have the most wins this season decided by one possession. And it goes Sound back. Sound like it was about like eight, right? Sound like it was like eight? Something like that? We got... So, I'm actually going to count it right now. Uh, Giants is one. Colts, two. Jets, three. Uh, Patriots, four. Bills, five. Commanders, six. Cardinals, seven. Dolphins, eight. That's back-to-back eight-point wins there. Bears, nine. Saints, ten. Lions, eleven. 11. Like, 11 and 0 in one possession games. And now everyone's going to say, we've we've heard it all fucking year. We've heard it all year. Oh, the Vikings, 11 and 0. They can win the, the the they can win the games when they matter the most in crunch time by one possession. That's what they want you to hear. Let's look on the other side of that and how that actually looks. How about if like I'm going to go there. How about if that was the Eagles? They would say, bro. I mean, they wouldn't even say to the Giants, too. Oh, well, huh, that just goes to show you guys can't close games out. Can't dominate. You don't know how to finish. Your quarterback's not clutch. Your coach don't know how to call the right right plays in the right time of the game. That's what that is. So if you don't think that that like that we should be looking at the other side of this for this Vikings game, I don't know what, what we're even talking about. The, the Giants are going to win this game, and when they do, they're going to have a shot to actually do something down the stretch. You know, I don't, don't eat, let me have the moment. Okay, they're most likely gonna go to Philly. Let me have the fucking moment, please. Okay, they're gonna beat the Vikings, and that's all I ask. That's all I ask. And then maybe we can just see Seattle, and then go play Tommy. <laughs> I think they cover. I think they cover. I'll say that. I think they cover. Ain't no way you had ten more score, more score games. And you about to mm. tell me what? If y'all win, if the Vikings win this game by more than seven, man, I am so wrong, and y'all got it, bro. Y'all got it, man. Because ain't I? See, there's no world I see this by less than four points or more than four points. It's this might. Have a chance of being the best game of the weekend. Mm. Uh, okay, fine. No, two to go here. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Ravens Banger. in the coin flip that Mr. Mixon did the end zone this past weekend. Uh, we are seven-point favorites for Joe Burrow's Bengals and 42.5 over under at home. I do think that, uh, you know, regardless of, these, of the outcome with Lamar Jackson, uh, the Bengals got a chip on their shoulder. They got to come back fighting in these playoffs. Um, we've already discussed that people have been counting them out. We haven't, and and Joe wants his 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 spot. He wants to be back in this moment, and he will, and he damn near will. Cannot wait to see him in the actual championship game. Oh, I said it. Ooh, who do they go? Where do they go next? I, you just got me so sidetracked when you just said that. But um, I, I I do got the Bengals here. Um, they bro, the Bengals look scary as shit. Like, if if. Nothing happened in that game. There was no injury. That game resumed. I think that the way that – now, we never know because the Bills love a shootout, right? And the Bills can score too. But how fast the Bengals went down the field and scored, how easy it looked, Joe Burrow's face, it looked like they were going to beat the shell of the Bills that night. And, like, I think if they did beat the shell of the Bills that night, the narrative would be so different about this Bills team – I mean, about this Bengals team. But it is where it is now because, again, they get played out. I think the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. Really do. I think they're the best team in the AFC again. Um, I, I kind of upset. I, I think if – the Ravens were able to have Lamar the whole year and get some momentum because they were beating the shit out of everyone that was good. And the teams that also were good had to come back from a big deficit to beat the Ravens. Um, I think Lamar Jackson was hurt the whole year. It's a whole different story. But, the, dude, the Bengals, I mean, listen, this defense is just as good as not better than last year. Joe Burrow, Jamar, and Mixon all got better. T. I mean, you know what I mean? It, 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 what, 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 what am I talking about here? You feel me? I, I don't think anyone in this AFC is going to touch the, the Bengals for real, for real, unless that rematch happens. Well, uh, and I'll tell you this. Let's just say it goes like this, all chalk on the AFC side, right? It's a one, two, three, and four. Chiefs obviously won. The Bills uh, would be the two seed, and they would win. Then that means the Bengals would win as the three seed against the Ravens, and then the Jags would win as the four seed against the Chargers. If that does happen, that would mean we would have a date of Trevor Lawrence going to Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes, and then Joe Burrow would go to Buffalo. I like that a lot, bro. I mean, that would be a fire. I mean, you I have mean, Dougie Pleepain, Andy Reid, and Arrowhead, and then we have the rematch. And then you got fucking, uh, and then you got Burrow and Josh Allen, and the winner 
Hopefully. Not really the rematch because I mean the game to get played out, but the rematch. But yeah. the rematch, yeah. And then the rematch of the rematch. The rematch of the rematch. Where the Bengals got the best of the Chiefs. I think, uh, damn, when I look at this AFC as a whole, it's crazy to me how much better the AFC is this year than the NFC, in my opinion. Like, Dude, I, oh my I could God. be wrong, but it's crazy to me how much, how much better they are. Like, I think, honestly, like, for some reason, it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, like, from what you've seen, for some reason at the top, like, I feel like the AFC is just a little bit more competitive than the NFC. Like, I, I just, at the top. You for know what sure. I mean? Well, I mean, it doesn't help that the Vikings are fucking frauds as a three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No cap. But, like, um, at, the, at the top of the AFC, like, it's a lot better than the top of the NFC. The NFC, like, the, the teams on the fringe and the teams in the hunt, like, I think it may be a little bit. Uh, but deeper, at least but. can we say this? Like, if, if Aaron Rodgers found a way to get in and they didn't lose that game, yeah. I still is so sickening. Um, we would have had, so like, San Francisco and Green Bay. Like, and then, like, if. If San Francisco lost that game to Green Bay, then Aaron Rodgers is coming to Philly. Like, then it changes the whole thing. And, like, I was saying, as the Sunday night game was progressing with the Lions and the Packers, I'm sitting there saying, like, I'm talking to my dad about it watching the game. I'm like, dude, like, this could be set up for a crazy NFC ride. And it could be actually fun to see, you know, the NFC go do this again. And then you do bring up great points here because, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, let's look at the other side. Let's look at the seven, the five, six, seven on both sides then. Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, Seahawks, Giants, Cowboys. I mean, that's our five, six, seven on each side. I mean, Dolphins, Ravens, Chargers, for sure, for surely, for surely. I mean, it doesn't help. Again, it doesn't help that the fucking pa- uh, the the Cowboys decided to put out that show. Cowboys are ass, but Cowboys are hot ass. You guys are hot ass, but competitive. And who else did you say? It's Seattle. Hot ass, but competitive. Like I think the Chargers are actually a good football team, but they play like shit. You know what I'm saying? I think the Dolphins are a good football team. And I but, can't rate the Ravens right now. But their now. quarterback can't stay healthy. I think the Ravens are. Were, I think the. I still think the Ravens, if they if the didn't get hurt, they're probably the best team in this, in this conference. But I, I think I really think uh, I don't know. AFC clears, bro. I don't think there's any way the AFC don't clear. AFC clears for sure, bro. I don't think there's any other way. And, and plus, I, bro, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. And and aren't uh uh Tua, Joe, Josh, uh Pat, I think, and Lamar all younger than Stetson Bennett? Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> No, not Pat, not Pat. Pat's not 20, Pat. Pat's twenty seven. Okay, okay. And I and I believe Josh is twenty six. Okay. Uh-huh. But it's it's Herbert. Tula, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Lamar Hurts. Da- I believe Daniel Jones is twenty four. Tw- so yeah. I mean we have five or six quarterbacks in these in these in the Damn, playoffs. That's that are, crazy. Um, the league is in good is in good hands, man. For sure. And we keep seeing that week in and week out. Okay, finally, last game of our wild card. Weekend Monday night now. We have to talk about these fucking guys, man. Jeez. And we are in Tampa <laughs> Bay. Tampa Bay. Will Dallas win this game as minus one forty eight on the money line? Will they cover the two and a half, or will Tom Brady do what Washington did to them last week? Now wait a second. Enlighten me, because I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Who? It was the Rams that had Tom Brady lip buddy, right? Walking off the field looking all crazy and not throughout the playoffs last year. That was versus the Rams, right? Oh, I'm tripping. 30 to 24. Yeah, it was the Rams. 30 to 27, sorry. Dog. All I'm saying is you got the fucking Sean McVay Rams out there leaving you buddy about to put you in retirement. And you come back and you get to play the Cowboys? Who you've never lost to in your career? You never lost. What's the line? Uh, the the Bucks are plus one twenty six in the money line, and it's oh plus plus two and a half. Plus two and a half is minus one hundred four. By the way, right now, it's bro, again, this I is Tuesday. Just withdrew from Fanduel, bro. Like, why is Tom Brady? I plus guess two I'm and gonna half? wait. Why Fuck. is Tom Brady plus two and a half? Bro, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, nah. We know why Tom Brady's plus two and a half. I mean, the, the Cowboys are better, but God damn, bro, I do not trust the motherfuckers in that spot at all. How bad Dak look? I mean, how shaky they look all season, bro. I mean, they they they're, they're better quarterbacks on the bench. Tom Brady got his money off the back. I mean, he got in the playoffs. I mean, what? Are, Tom Brady's an underdog. How many times have we said this? So I feel like when we, I feel like. <laughs> Don't you hate to say it? Though? I feel like it started, nah, no bullshit. I feel like it started getting old like five years ago. I know, like well, Tom Brady's an underdog. Like, I feel like, I think. Saying, bro. I, I think it was, it. it was the, uh, was it, was he, I think it was the dog versus the Falcons in the playoffs. And everyone's like, oh, Tom Brady, you didn't always bet Tom Brady's an underdog. I'm like, all right, I'm tired of this shit. Five years later, we're still here. And Tom Brady's an underdog. That's what I'm saying, bro. I hate saying it. And I, and I can't, and I, and I can't be on the other side, man. Well, because if you are on the other side, then what you're telling yourself is I'm banging against Tom Brady in the playoffs at home. Again. Again, against the team that I've never lost to, 
who just looked like absolute dog shit with our starters in a game that we needed to win to try to get the one seed. And I, and I hate that team. And I hate that team. <laughs> On top of it, I can't take. And them. I lost that home. Them, and I lost that home last year in the divisional round, after a Super Bowl, and now I'm going back to the same stadium at home to move on. It was always the Bucks. Let's just have some fun and bet Brady, man. Let's not try to be too smart here. Let's not try to be too smart here. Yeah, I think it's I think it's money line. Because oh, it's the Sorry. guy like it's the guy like me that comes in. Oh, you guys are taking Brady here. Why are you taking Brady? Like, nah, nah, <laughs> smart guy. Nah, back up, man. We taking Brady. Back up, we taking Brady. Hey, uh, that's all we got for today. Uh, we got an SD card that's about to die over here. So uh, we will catch you next week. If you did enjoy the episode and you're watching on YouTube, drop a like and a comment down below. Did you like what we were talking about this week? And uh, give me some thoughts on Zach Wilson. I don't really know uh, where everybody else is going to stand. Hopefully they're, you know, agreeing or disagreeing. That's what we like to see. And if you are... Uh, listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us those ratings. That helps us go a long way on our audio side. And uh, do us a big favor as well. Follow us on our social medias, at 8080podcast on Twitter, at 8080pod on Instagram, The Audio Everyday Show on TikTok. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Audio Everyday Show with Audio AJ and the homie Manny Ruffin. We'll see you next week or not. We'll see when we see you. Suspense is good. Take care.